Welcome to the Love Out Loud podcast. And if you're new to our tribe, on behalf of the entire global family, just so you know, we love you. You're a part of a collective of millions now in over 40 countries around the world devoted to revolutionizing our views on love, global leadership, challenging systems of fear, and creating a new earth together. Love Out Loud takes you on a journey of learning how to love yourself and realizing your unlimited potential so that together we can create a unified and compassionate world. Our membership is the heart of our ever-growing global family and we would love to see you in there. Join us for free now by clicking the link below. Welcome to the Love Out Loud podcast, Dan Fitz. I always like to, to open the podcast with a warm introduction as to the beautiful things that the person has done for humanity in the world, why it is I, I love them so dearly, <clears throat> and today's going to be no exception. So if, if you're comfortable if you're comfortable with that, I'm just going to tell the whole Love Out Loud community, all of the people that have subscribed to this podcast, what an incredible human being you are and how important you are to me. I'm actually a member of your uh, community. Great little community. It is. Amazing people. People actually do things in that community. I guess that's where love does get the job done. It does. Mm. And that's, I really, I, I would really like to dive into that in today's episode, your, your journey of discovering the power of love and how that's impacted the way that you are in the world, how it's impacted the way that you work with men. So just a little bit of a um, backstory and, and Dan's going to be able to go into this a lot in a lot more depth, uh, I'm sure. But Dan works with men, helping men transform their lives. Dan was actually my trainer before we realized we're definitely meant to be friends and have cultivated. No change. <laughs> no, just just taking my glasses off for this sincere. I wanted to look deeply into your eyes, actually. Well, we're but talking about love, so I'm going to shut down emotionally. Right. Well, this is why I have the the green lenses. You can still kind of see the sincerity in. <laughs> put them back on. It's too too much emotion. I don't want to stare into my soul, do you? God, it's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> this won't make much sense for podcast listeners, but Dan and I are on Zoom. It will eventually. A, or make less. I don't know. <laughs> having enjoy an the show, guys. So stop deflecting my, my love, Dan. No, I no. love the work that you do with men. I think it's so needed. Um, you're an incredible example in many ways of uh, what it means to really take take charge of your life, take responsibility for where you've been in blame and you've allowed yourself to be a, a victim of the world. And I'd love you to just share briefly the work that you currently do and then maybe we can go into a bit of a backstory about where that all came from. Mm, where to start? Such, such a journey, such a journey, life's a journey. It's not a fucking journey. It's a process. You follow a few steps, as I assume you do with uh, the people you guide to enlightenment, and you follow a process and you generally get the same or similar result. I discovered this in the gym when I wasn't so in touch with my, I'm not even going to say feminine. It's not feminine to love. It's not uh, weak to love, but I just had no understanding of it. So... I did understand if I brutalize people physically, I get them a great result and they pay me. It's a pretty easy concept to understand because most people can't do it on their own, strangely enough. 
What do people lack that prevents them from being able to go and get those results on their own? When I say people's understanding of the language that they speak, and I don't mean that uh, you need to speak another language, you really need to use your words better. And I never passed high school, so I'm going to take that limitation off the table for you. My understanding of what I was saying and the power of the words I was using, I mean, a lot of the time it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I can't do I'm going to uh, upset. Trigger warning. If you're sensitive, uh, probably This whole tune episode. Let you out now. I should have done that. <laughs> uh, I can't do it. Well, you can't do it. I mean, they taught that as a kid. Even I know that story where the little motherfucking engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. Thomas the Tank it, Engine. You get it done. Uh, where was I brutalizing people physically? So, yeah, that's hard. I mean, but hard isn't just being tough. Hard isn't just being this uh, muscular demigod. Hard isn't just what most men and even women understand as what is actually hard. You've traveled quite a lot, and I assume you've seen what hard actually is for many other people in the world. Hard for me was accepting uh, all the great things into my life, like you, uh, successful people, a great life for myself, uh, abundance. It was very hard for me to accept that I deserve that or I could have that or um, whatever choice of words I can use. You don't deserve happiness, Dan. Thanks, like random viewer, but... Here's the thing, like we all do deserve those things despite our uh, stories and history and past, but it's an own individual process. It's not just this one thing where it's like, well, I want to be happy, I want abundance, I want a great body, I'll just go and get it. And then you go to do it, it's like, oh, this is quite hard. <laughs> I, needed, I needed a guide like you, the same way you need me. Like we need people who have done the things we want to show us. I mean, we don't. That's how we managed to pull it off. But we did it because that was our thing. Everyone has their own thing. And that's basically what I teach the men. Like, what's the thing that you have a passion and love for? Because most men don't really use the word passion and love too much. I'm tough. I'm a man. She's right, mate doesn't look right and that's where the, it starts. Going back, why was it difficult for you, Dan, to learn how to accept love into your life? What was that journey like? Well, the short answer, uh, according to the Instagram psychologist that try and diagnose me every second week, mother issues. Well done. That one year at uni paid off. Good job. Mother issues. So. It's probably mother issues, but also I, I grew up in Melbourne. I grew up in a very rough lifestyle. Um, I never really received love in the traditional sense. I mean, who really does these days? I didn't receive love. Uh, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows, to say the least. So to survive, to thrive, to... Um, I mean, I wasn't always this, well, I was, I was always me, but I, I hid it from the world because, believe it or not, uh, Frankston, uh, Melbourne, South Frankston, uh, it's where dreams go to die, basically. So 
to not only not have the support of a mother, to not have much love, self-respect, education, any real chance of doing anything, I had to be tough. I was very good at that. But that only gets you so far as most men uh, manage to work out on their own. And then what was the <clears throat> what was the pivotal moment when when did you really start to realize okay if I keep if I keep going this way then there's really not much brightness in my in my future. <sighs> I learned this from my most recent mentor. I mean, he had some impact on me. He's tattooed as Jesus in my car, so. Had some impact on me. Without a breakdown, there's no breakthrough. Without a breakdown, there's no breakthrough. And I've had many breakdowns over the years. And again, our understanding of what breakdown means you think failure, you think mistakes, you think pain. And it is all those things, but something great can come from that. I don't even know which word to use. If you're strong enough, tough enough, or even loving enough or aware enough to look at it and be like, not actually breaking down, I'm breaking through to something else. And for those of you who are playing at home and very uh, limited on on what you understand, just like me, uh, caterpillar turns into a butterfly. It does, it's science. A caterpillar turns into a butterfly and it goes through a metamorphosis. That's right, just said that word. goes through a metamorphosis and it turns into a, a cocoon, turns into a butterfly. And imagine that process. I guess a lot of people are doing that right now in the world, wrapping themselves in a sheet. And it's like, oh, it's so bad. Everything's like it's hell. And then your body melts. Like It literally melts and then it reforms as a butterfly. Butterflies are pretty beautiful. No matter how tough you are, they are. And that's what we all really want to do. I mean, uh, we want to be a butterfly in our own sense or a jet, masculine butterfly. <laughs> but that process is incredibly hard. I mean, who would want to go through that? But that's what you need to do. And I, I thought my life was falling apart. I thought, why am I feeling some, why am I feeling things? God, I don't Oh, man, I don't want to feel this shit. How old were you at this point? I mean, I think about 24, 25, 33 now. Mm-hmm. So you're like, damn these feelings. Well, I wasn't really like, damn these feelings. I just drank more. But uh, that process, as many men work out themselves, it doesn't really work so much. And also me being me, uh, got pretty extreme with my behavior. So I decided to just let it in, love that is and that kind of thing. What did that look like at the time? What were your life circumstances and what what started to change? Well, considering I was doing uh, Muay Thai, lifting weights around some pretty heavy characters for a large part of my life, believe it or not, no one really had that conversation about love (laughs) or feelings. All right, I feel like punching that guy in the fucking face. Like, that was generally about as far as it went in feeling. So <laughs> through God or the universe or whatever intuition, like whatever words you want to use so you feel okay with it, I'm like, huh, 
Maybe I'll go read some books and understand what this is. I worked this out in prison. Here's a good story. I worked this out in prison, taking a positive from a negative. You've got a lot of time on your hands in there. So I thought, huh, it's a library. You can read. I read books on the specific problems that I had and then I did what was in the books and the problem was no longer there. I thought that wow. was you. That was your understanding process. Uh, no, because I, I built a uh, body by that stage, and I was incredibly violent uh, and trained quite well. So I, I worked out like you followed X plus Y, you generally get Z. But I mean, the physical world is only so much. I, I needed to change. Um, I needed to change this thing because doing the same thing and expecting a different result even as slow as uh, I was and all those kind of things, uh, I figured out if I get the information, do it, problem solved. Pretty crazy concept. But like you said earlier on, why don't people do that? Because it's hard. But that's all. Hard was all I knew. Mm. I'd love you to speak on the empowerment that comes from choosing that difficulty. You know, the, the concept, and I've heard you speak on it before, that either way it's, it's going to be hard. Whether you stay the same and, and you remain a victim of your life and you take the position that it's never going to get better, that's hard. Or actually choosing the type of difficulty you, you take on in your life and what can come as a result of that. It's this psychological hurdle that you need to get over. And this is for anything, not just... Because my last name is Fitz. <laughs> Didn't change it. My last name is Fitz. I look the way that I do. So to get people to simply understand that I haven't been talking about solely fitness for a long time, it's incredibly difficult because people <laughs> want that that psychological hurdle that... I can't do what you do, Dan. No, you probably can't. That's why I mean, but there's many things that you can do if you choose, which you can do at any time, to just go over that psychological hurdle about. And this is the beautiful thing. uh, I call it uh, immigrant mentality or third world mentality where it's like survive or die. They don't have too many... uh, psychological barriers or they have different ones but not the same in the west we have the luxury to complain we have the luxury to choose to not to choose (laughs) so it fucks us up quite a lot and i get that because i find myself uh, in those positions myself i'm really trying to think of the best the best way to word this but it is as simple as that now you're in a prison you're the guard and you're the prisoner and you can leave any time. Now, you can argue that, but you're the guard as well. So just like take the day off shift and leave or hold hands together and leave with you in your own self-made prison. I don't know too many ways I could explain that more simply because you may have heard the uh, 
the saying, our, our biggest fear is our, our own greatness or, or something like that. I'll butcher that quote if I try and do it uh, properly. But that was my biggest fear, yeah. That was my biggest fear, like how great I could be or all the great things I could do. I mean, even now, like things that I've done in my life and that I tell people, uh, it's like, holy shit, how did you do that? Why did you do that? I don't know. That's my fear. But when it comes to saying that I'm good or I deserve love or I can actually help hundreds of people, thousands even, oh, I shouldn't say that. Why? Your answer will probably be the same as mine. I mean, not towards why I can't do it, but why you can't do it. Mm. Do you remember moments where you had the uh, the breakthrough, like the first time that you started to own that and actually communicate that, like I can help hundreds of people, I can help thousands of people? The very first pivotal decision I remember, there's two. There was the physical decision and there was the psychological barrier. The second one's a little more complicated, but it's a very damn fit story. I was getting my ass kicked a lot uh, around 18, 19, given the life I was living. So I thought I could change my life or I could just become incredibly violent. So I went to Muay Thai, signed up at a gym in Frankston. Um, not a whole lot of customer service back in those days. Would you like to box or would you like to fucking lift weights? Jesus. Uh, hit a box. <laughs> <in> boxing. <laughs> and that broke me. I, mean, I remember my first session there, like, my fucking legs hurt, my hands hurt, everything hurt. And I'm like, I don't want to go back there. Why would I pay for this? Like, fuck. I mean, the rest is history. For some reason, I went back. And then there was the psychological barrier. I mean, I turned this. I didn't always look like this, believe it or not. I looked like about a 15-year-old girl as an 18-year-old man. So I turned that 15-year-old um, soft, uh, not really able to do much physically body into something that was like uh, – somewhat well-trained, somewhat it turned into rock hard, not muscular, just fit. And then through making that decision and making that change, I was still in the same life. I remember going out one night. I had to work on a, it was a Saturday morning or something like that, and I'd been out all night partying, strangely enough. I, as a motherfucker, and... I'm like, fuck, I'm supposed to go to work this morning. Or the sun, I don't know. I'm sure many of you have been in that same scenario. I've got all these responsibilities that I'm clearly, clearly fucking ignoring for whatever reason. And I looked around at the people I was with and I looked around at the condition of the room that I was in. And this is 6 a.m., 7 a.m., mind you. I wasn't even in that sound of mind. And I was just kind of ashamed. And I just said to myself, I don't want to live like this anymore. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the rest is history if you want to know the answer. Well, it, it's not it. That's the thing. It's like everyone makes a decision every single day, every single week, every single uh, New Year's resolution. I fucking love that one. We'll make it, but we're just 
not aware of how powerful the decision is if you actually do what you said you're going to do. I just did it. I love that. I, one of the biggest reframes for me was understanding that all of my beliefs were just decisions that I've made. That was a massively pivotal point of awareness that everything I believe about the world is actually just a decision I'm making and to bring that power back to myself and start, start believing things, start making decisions that are actually in the direction I want to be traveling. Mm-hmm. You mentioned God before. I'd love, I'd love you to speak on, on your journey of discovering that for yourself. It's a very complicated story, uh, but it's also very simple. I mean, it's complicated because I try and explain in a way that would make sense to most people. I, I used to not bring it up because... These, most listen- these listeners are pretty liberal, I would say, pretty open-minded. Mm, you can I'm tell talking, it candidly. Talking more to my audience, not so much. Until you realise there is something larger than yourself, much larger, and I don't mean Instagram, you need guides. You've been a guide for me. I've been a guide for you. A simple lesson is I can't do any more push-ups, Dan. Why don't you just fucking do some more? And you said to me, why don't you just let love in, Dan? I can't. That's me making that voice. I can't. <laughs> uh, but then you eventually do. I mean, you either do or you don't. It's a decision. Now, I can't love at the same level as you. I mean, yours is off the charts. You can't do what I can do physically. I'm a fucking freak. But that's the reality we live in. You do what you can, where you are, what you have. So as I grew and evolved, and uh, I've always just been searching. Most people are searching for happy hour. I've been searching for the meaning to life. That's the difference. That's why I know what I know. And I had absolutely no limitations or restrictions on how I was going to get that information. That's a podcast in itself. Holy shit. (laughs) But long story short, to imagine I went to Starbucks in Brisbane CBD and God was sitting there. Hmm. White robe, long white beard, as you would imagine God, and he's like, hey, Dan, come, come and sit down. All the shit that you've been through in your life made you incredibly strong and tough and able to do most things that people can't. I said, okay, that's a cool deal. He said, now that I've given you that, I need you to lead men out of unbelievable situations that no one can turn them around from, from therapists to personal trainers to whoever. Everyone's given up on them, including themselves, and I've given you the ability to speak the way that you do now so you can help them. I thought, okay, cool. That's a pretty good deal. He said, yes, it is. It will be incredibly difficult, hence why I gave you the strength, but you'll get everything you want. I mean, I already got everything I want uh, 10 years ago, at least what I thought I want, the car, the women, the drugs, the life, etc. but it wasn't what I wanted. It was just what I thought would make me feel good in the short term, and it did in the short term. Most men have probably figured that out. But me being me, I just did things at an extreme level. So I was sitting down in Starbucks in Brisbane with God. Didn't actually sit down at Starbucks in Brisbane with God, but I just used that story so you understand where I'm at. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Mm. So why do you think it is that when we start to be in service to something greater than us, because I definitely have the same experience, we in turn get looked after in such an abundant way? More so I look at it from the alternative. Why wouldn't people want that? Why wouldn't people want abundance? Why wouldn't people want the things that they want? And why is it do you feel that God or the universe in turn gives us all the things we want when we when we step into a in into a role of service in this world when we start to serve something that's that's bigger than just us? Now let's look at someone that didn't go to the gym for six months because all I do is talk about fitness. Let's say someone doesn't go to the gym for six months and then you go back and it's winter and it's hard and you think everyone's judging you because you haven't been there, but no one actually even knows that you're there. It feels hard. It almost feels impossible. It's just going to the gym after six months. To put your hand up and say, I believe in something, I believe in God, I believe in Buddha, I believe in uh, whatever it is, anything. I mean, most men can hand, I fucking believe in this football team, mate. Good on you. (laughs) I mean, how much do people fight for their beliefs when it comes to a football team or to a rapper or to someone like that? I mean, just look at the comment section on any social media. It's insane what people will fight for in the comment section. I will fight on the battlefields, I'll fight in the boxing ring, I'll fight on social media, I'll fight in a debate, I'll fight in any way, shape or form for my beliefs. I don't want to fight people and I don't want to hurt people at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying I fight for what I believe in. That's why I have what I have and that's why I am who I am. That makes sense? Yeah, so you're saying that when you... You're like my girlfriend now, Nicole, like... Is this too crazy, babe? Should I say this on social media? I don't think you should say that. That's literally what I've done the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're saying when you have the courage to put your hand up and say, I believe in this thing and then, and then follow through and align all of your actions to that thing, you put yourself in a condition that allows you to receive all of that abundance and that, and that greatness because it takes so much courage. Well, that was the blessing and the curse for me. I wasn't really afraid of anything, which got me in a lot of trouble. But that's the blessing and the curse for most men. They've done phenomenal things. They've done more than what they're aware of. But without having that belief in something higher, something else, Mm. something outside of where they are, it's like, oh, I might get judged. Or I might get hurt. Or I might die. That's when I used to get the nickname Death Dealer and all the kinds of really uplifting things from it. We are going to die. So there's the good news. What are you going to do now? And, I mean, I learned that through death. Most of my good friends from the last 10 years are dead. My mother's dead. Like, not coming back from that. And even when I talk about that, when I give my presentations, I see people's face drop like, oh, are you okay? I'm fucking fine. Like, I'm telling you, 
because all the things that happen to you that are bad, I mean, they hurt at the time, but they give you a kind of strength or they give you a lesson or they give you something that you can use to get the things that you say you want if you have the courage to even say it. Yeah, I love that. I believe in that so much that once you start having the courage to really state what it is you want, what your dreams are, what you believe in, every sequence of events that happens from then on is just preparing you to have that thing. I think that's really powerful. So we really like to keep the episodes within 30 minutes so that people listen all the way through and get as much value as possible from every attention spans god damn it it takes time i cannot tell you how many (laughs) hours days years are spent in gyms libraries that it takes time don't don't fool the listeners nicole sorry it's so that they can listen to all of the episodes all of them so we can have sequel episodes (laughs) <laughs> no, I totally get it. You're right. I do like things in easy, convenient, understand less. I mean, that's like also just your profound wisdom, Danfords. People can only take it in in bite size, bite size chunks. If you say so. <laughs> so how can these how can these beautiful people connect with your work, especially if they know men that um, might be able to be supported by you? What what is the best way for them to find you? Uh, you can find me almost everywhere. D-A-N-F-I-T-T-S, Dan Fitz, that's it. You can find me everywhere. But be warned, once you start this process, there is no going back. You Sorry will about die. That. And you won't die, but In the, a way. Old you will, you, the old you will die, and suddenly all the things that you find pleasure in, watching hours of TV, drinking yourself stupid, just being like a, a, a general waste of space. You, you won't have the desire to do oh, that. Brutal. Sorry about that. I don't mean calling you a waste of space. I mean showing you your true potential and then never being able to go back. Um, the, any last burning sentiments that you would love to leave these awesome people with? Yeah, as always. I mean, if you've listened to this, I assume you're looking for something and Life is incredibly hard. I'm not taking that away from you. It is. And as hard and as emotionless as I seem, I am that way from an incredibly hard life. And I assume many of you are too. It breaks you and shuts you down in many ways and like you just do your best to survive. I don't know what the answers are that you're looking for and I don't know what it is you're here to do. But the only way, the only way I've survived, the only way I am who I am, is from simply believing in something other than myself or even in myself when no one and anyone should have. That's it. Mm. Who are you? What do you want? What, what are you willing to do to get it? That's it. It's not fun. It's not easy. But neither is your life right now, I imagine. Real talk. That's a pretty good lesson to leave with. There you go. Boom. Boom. <laughs> We love you. Thank you on behalf of the whole Love Out Loud community, all of the thousands of listeners from all around the world that just got to enjoy all of that wisdom that you package in such an easy to understand way. Take it or leave it. Make the decisions to change your life. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Fitz. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nicole.